Well, I'm excited to share with you a message this morning, and so I um, promise it'll be pretty quick. I also have children on the front row today, so we love the noise. But let's pray this morning. Father, thank you for the gift of your son. Jesus, thank you for coming. Thank you for your obedience. Thank you for your willingness to come to this earth. We celebrate you today, Jesus. We glorify you today, Jesus. Our hearts are filled with wonder and gratitude for the gift of salvation. God, I pray that this Christmas would be more special than ever before. Maybe not because of who's there, who's not their God, or maybe what's under the tree this year, whatever's going on in this world, but that it would be special because we have a deeper revelation of Jesus and the gift. I pray for this message, Holy Spirit, that you would help illuminate, reveal, God, I need your anointing and your power this morning to articulate. And it's in your name we pray. Everybody said, amen. Has anyone ever been afraid of getting caught for doing something wrong? Come on, show it. Oh, yeah, the kids are starting to go like this. <laughs> Some of the adults, too. Anybody been afraid of getting caught for doing something wrong? Has any of the kids in the, in the room today, have you ever heard this from your mom before? Wait until your dad gets home. Any of the kids heard that? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was a little bit more like, wait until your dad gets home. And all the kids say, no, please don't tell dad. That was our childhood growing up. Well, just a couple days ago, uh, I found myself in a predicament. My wife and I were driving through town, and uh, we came across an intersection controlled by traffic lights. And uh, sure enough, the light turns yellow, but you know it's that exact time where you don't know if you should hit the brakes, slam on the brakes and stop, or just kind of keep going and hope nobody notices. Anybody know what I mean? That exact time. It's that split-second decision, it's predicament, oh, what do I do? It's this huge tension, you're just, you know, in a matter of milliseconds, you're just... What do I do? Well, this last week I have to admit that I didn't want to risk neck injury or anything like that. I didn't want to risk brake failure, you know, things that can happen in a Honda minivan. And so I thought, we're going. So I kept going. And my wife kind of did the whole like, babe, it's turning red thing. You know, I'm like, I, I know, I know. Just hopefully no one notices. And just at that moment, what didn't you know? We looked to our left. There he is. It wasn't Santa Claus. Uh, it was a police car. <clears throat> it was a police car. You all know the feeling. Come on, don't be so innocent today. Your stomach kind of, oh, sinks, you know, or you feel it in your throat. And uh, I thought, oh, no, I'm surely busted. Well, we keep rolling through because Lord knows there was no one going back at that point. <laughs> I wasn't going to stop and reverse and make it right. So let's just keep going, hope for the best. And you know the whole check in your rearview mirror thing every couple seconds, <laughs> more than you ever have in your entire life. Well, that was me going down towards downtown. And uh, sure enough, his light, I'm assuming, turns green. And uh, he starts following us. He starts following us. I thought, oh, no, this is the day. This is it. My perfect record, not really, but my perfect record ends today. I thought, bummer way to start Christmas break. Day off, Friday, let's do this. I'm going to get a ticket. Pretty sure he was checking my place. Not sure he got real close. Um, but 
we came up to, and I was driving a minivan too, so I'm assuming that kind of helped ease the, you know, concern level. <laughs> um, we came to the next set of lights, next set of intersection, and uh, praise God, mercy was shown that day. Mercy was shown. I did not get what I deserved. I took a left, he kept going, and I breathed that sigh of relief. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Can I ask a question this Christmas morning to all of us in the room today? Is this kind of how we view God? Kind of this, I hope I don't get caught, sort of not sure if he's out to, to get me or not sure, quite sure that we're not really settled on or we're not really sure what God's posture is towards us. Kind of uneasy, kind of unsettled, I don't really know. Is that kind of how we are today? What does he think about me? It reminds me of a song. And maybe we think the angels were singing this. Imagine this. Something like this. That, that announcement of the coming of the king. The song goes something like this. You better not, or you sorry, you better uh, watch out. <laughs> you better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Jesus Christ is coming to town of Bethlehem. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake, and he knows if you've been bad or good, so be good for goodness sake. He's making a list, and he's checking it twice. Oh, he's going to find out who's naughty or nice. Jesus Christ is coming to town of Bethlehem. Merry Christmas. And maybe our relationship to God is kind of based on whether we've been good or bad. Which list are we on? How's the year been? We use that to determine our standing with him and our relationship with God. And this morning, I want to, us to consider this, but I want us to consider to look at, to reflect on how Jesus came. I want us to look at the announcement of the birth of Jesus. The announcement, the greatest announcement that has ever been made in this world. Let's look at Luke 2, 8. Verses 8 through 10. It says this. And in the same region where the, shepherds out in the, were the shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, and an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold. If you've been here the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about behold. Make sure you look. Don't miss this. Behold, I bring you what? Good news of great joy that will be for all the people. I have three observations I want to make from this text this morning on this Christmas Eve day that get me excited. Are you ready for this? Say yes. Praise God. First observation is this. Behold the good news. Don't miss this. Make sure you see this. What is it? The good news. The good news. What is the good news? It is the gospel. Literally, the gospel means good news. Used exclusively in the New Testament 93 times. It literally means good news. So we could say this morning, behold the gospel. The angels come to announce, behold the gospel. Behold the good news. And you might say, well, what's so great 
about a baby being born. It happens all the time. And sometimes, in order to fully appreciate good, the good news, we have to fully comprehend the bad news. Sometimes what makes good news good is knowing what the bad news is. Have you ever had somebody come up to you and say, hey, I, have, I have some news. I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? Uh, give me the bad news first. Just give it to me. Okay, now what's the good news? What's the bad news? The good news was proclaimed from heaven on that holy night. And it's not this, though. It's not that Jesus came to make bad people good. That wasn't the news. That wasn't the good news. And the good news is certainly not that Jesus came to make good people better. Jesus is not a self-improvement addition to our lives. Jesus is not the latest thing we try to hope it makes our life get better. It's not just some theory or some method. The good news announced on the holy night is that Jesus came to make dead people alive. Friends, the, the bad news isn't that you're bad and you need to get better. No, it's much worse than that. The bad news is, is quite bad, actually. We have to start with this. The bad news today is so much worse than if you don't try Jesus, this Jesus thing, well... Your life won't be as good as it could be. Jesus is not the cherry on top. I'm not trying to sell you today a better life. If you try Jesus, it's a better I'm not trying to sell you on that today. No, I first have to say, there's a need. <laughs> there is bad news. Because let's look at Ephesians 2 this morning for our bad news. Sound good? Ephesians 2 says this. And you and I were dead in our trespasses and sins. Merry Christmas. And went in which you once walked. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead in our trespasses and sins. Dead in our trespasses and sins. Lifeless. Following the course of this world. Following the prince of the power of the air. The spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. That's bad news. We were enemies with God. Think about that. Not a good place to be. Enemies with God. We were lost, hopeless, dead in our trespasses by nature. Jesus did not come to make good people better. He came to make dead people alive. And I think that there is a beautiful practice to behold Behold the good news. But can I say this real quickly? Also, behold, don't miss this. Make sure you see what you have literally been saved from. Meditate on that for a bit. Let it sink in. Because the worse that the news gets, the better the antidote, <laughs> the better the good news. Amen? Sit with that for a bit. We have been saved from death. Can somebody say 
Amen. And if the news is that bad, then it makes the good news even gooder. I think that's a word, right? I was homeschooled. If the news is that bad, then it makes the good news even better. Shall we continue reading in Ephesians 2? We heard all the bad news. But, but wait, there's more. But God. Somebody say, but God. Being rich in mercy because of the great love which he loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses. Even when we, all of us, were dead in our trespasses, made us, what? Alive, together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. Good news, this is not of your own doing. It is the what? The gifts of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Good news on this Christmas Eve. But if you hear that and say, nah, nah. Maybe you don't fully know and understand. The church isn't trying to sell a self-help thing. We're trying to say, you're, bro, you're dead. <laughs> and without Jesus, we have nothing. This is our message. And maybe that's the offense of the gospel sometimes. Maybe it isn't so much that Jesus is the only way. Maybe it's, it's offensive to us to hear that we need saving. The reality of our sin is so much worse than we could really comprehend. But that makes the rest of Ephesians there in chapter 2 so, so beautiful. The gift of God. And guess what? This morning, no one can brag about being better than another. Nobody can brag about being better than another. There is no scale or spectrum of kind of good and bad. Like, where are you on the spectrum of good and bad? Well, I don't know. I think you get in heaven about this spot here, and I think I'm right about there. Church, there's dead and alive. There's dead and alive. The bad news is without Jesus, we're dead. The good news today is with Jesus, we're alive. 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 Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Can I prove to you that no one's good? Romans 3, 9 through 12 says this. Now some more bad news. <laughs> what then? Are we Jews any better off? That's a whole thing we could get into for a couple hours, but we won't do that today. Are we better off? No, not at all. For we have already charged that both Jews and Greeks or Gentiles, both Jews and Gentiles, are under sin. As it is written, 
None is righteous, no, not one. Some would say, I know that. <laughs> and some might say, I'm offended by that. The truth today from Scripture, none is righteous, no, not one. No one understands. No one seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together, they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Can we just level the playing field today? No one does good, not even one. But can we keep reading this morning to hear the good news? But the good news today, Romans 5, 6 through 11, for while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God, but God shows his love for us in that while we were pretty good, he died for us. No, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have been now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. Good news. For if more, now that we are reconciled, what a beautiful word, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God that through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received reconciliation with our Father. So the first thing, behold the good news, and it is gooder than good. Let the goodness soak in this Christmas. Meditate on this. Wow. Second thing to behold, behold the great joy. Behold the great joy. For behold, I bring good news of great joy. Behold the great joy. Our greatest reason to be joyful is that God wants to save us, wants to save us, and spend eternity with us. Nothing is better than this. Nothing is better than this. Habakkuk 3.18 says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Luke 15, 7, just so I tell you, there will be more what? Joy, joy in heaven, more joy in all of heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. More joy over one. This Christmas season, I pray that you, that myself, all of us, that our joy becomes anchored to our circumstances. No, that our joy becomes anchored to our salvation, anchored to our salvation, anchored to the gospel. Your joy anchored to, tethered to, God, keep my heart tethered to the gospel, to my salvation, so that in the waves of circumstances, we would have our joy anchored. If there's anything I have learned in 2023, there was more bad news this year than I've ever received in my entire life. I don't want to repeat it. But if there's one thing God has shown me is that my joy can be anchored to salvation, to a deeper truth in circumstances. What a gift to have hope in the midst of darkness. 
to have life in the midst of death. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Behold, behold, don't miss this great joy. Do you know it's okay to be full of joy, church? Do you know it's okay to be full of joy? Where's your joy this year? Where's the laughter this year? Your circumstances might absolutely stink, and I am sorry. But if your joy is anchored to salvation, there could even be laughter in the midst of deep sorrow. Amen. Amen. Anchor your joy to your salvation. Third, and I'm almost wrapping up. Behold, this good news and this great joy is for all people. Don't miss this. Make sure you see. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. All the people. John 3, 16 and 17 says this. Are you still with me? For God so loved the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, 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 who, whoever, whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Hallelujah. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. What is the posture of God for you today? Not to condemn you, but he sent his son not to condemn you. What does God think about you today? He's not mad. He's madly in love with you, pursuing you. We are unable to pursue God, unable to love him on our own. It is only by his love for us that we have even the chance. We are desperate for his love. And guess what? He gave it through his son on the cross to save us. So what is the announcement from heaven on this holy night? Tonight we celebrate. This is the night of our dear Savior's birth. Good news and great joy for all people, to the Jews and the Gentiles, the men and the women, the elderly and the children, the disabled and special needs, the athletic and able-bodied, to the rich and the poor, the royalty and the peasant, the upper class and the lower class, to all people, the above average and the below average, the white collar and the blue collar, the no collar, the educated, the non-educated, the homeless and the pastor, the addicted, the afflicted, the oppressed and the captive, the hopeless and the lost, the ones who cannot keep to, can't keep to, uh, to keep it together, they cannot seem to keep it together, and the ones who feel like they have it all together, and yes, even the Vikings fans and the Lions fans at noon today. Christ came, behold, for all people. For all people. And that includes you, and that includes me. If you were the only person on this planet, Christ would have come for you. Christ would have come for you. So church, what is the message of believers who have heard this great news? What is our message? 
What's the purpose of the church? Luke 2, 17, after seeing him, the shepherds told everyone what had happened. And what the angel had said to them about this child. And however many, 2,000, 3,000, however thousands of years later, our message is the same. So as we close this morning, I want to propose to you two questions today. Very simply. One is, have you received this gift of salvation? Have you received this gift of salvation, child? Have you received? My second question this morning, church, is what is our message going to be in 2024 and beyond? What message do you carry in your bones this Christmas? Is it doom and gloom and bad news? There's lots of reasons for the bad news. I turn on the news, it's bad news. Can I implore you today for a moment? Can I speak to your heart today just for a moment? Can you bury your face for a while in the good news? the holy word of God. Meditate on these scriptures so you find your joy again in your salvation. So the message in your bones is hark the herald angels sing glory to this newborn king. Good news to the poor, to all the people. This is our message. And church, I just want to say I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for in the gospel, it is the power of God to save. The good news of Jesus is the realest thing you can put your anchor and hope in. Man, I hope this Christmas our hearts come alive in a new way where you're never the same. Would you pray with me? Jesus. God, we behold, we behold, we stare at, we contemplate, we sit with, we meditate on this great news of Jesus. God, I pray for this message to be on the tip of our tongue, for this message to be a fire in our hearts for this message to be burning in our bones, God. I pray, Lord, for your gospel to go forth in power throughout the entire world, God. Here I am, Lord God. Send me. Use us, God. Use this church for this community, God, for this world, God. In Guatemala, wherever you send us go, our message is Christ has come. Christ has come. And God, I pray for everyone this morning who feels left out, who feels like a failure, who feels like they can't keep it together, God. I pray that the message would be clear this morning. God, you came for them. You came for them. God, you said if we put our faith and our trust in you, we will be brought from death to life. I pray for that reality to happen. And everyone who's hearing my voice today, this would be the reality of their Christmas this year, 2023, God. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen.